Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. I'm James Neal. Start on theirs. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible are still ahead here in Edmonton. Mike Smith, Jar Kara. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army backboard in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. The Edmonton Oilers clinch the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 44 from the band. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. Uh, Oilers Now for our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. First half hour of the show, uh, we've got the opening game of the Stanley Cup final. Montreal Canadiens down in Tampa Bay to take on uh, the defending Stanley Cup champion. $98 million salary cap lightning. Uh, so we'll have some thoughts on that. We are three weeks out from when the uh, Edmonton Oilers need to have their expansion draft list in July 17th. And uh, we're going to have some thoughts between Brendan Escott and myself on that front as well. 12.35 today, regular Oilers now. NHL insider John Shag- Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. 105 today, former NHL player. Tough guy. Uh, had some ability as well. Was a first-round draft choice. Michael Rupp, who is uh, with the NHL Network and a Penguins uh, television analyst. And Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network, also a former Pittsburgh Penguin, to join us at 135. We'll talk uh, a bit with Mike and with Rob about whether or not the game has to be given back to the skilled players in the National Hockey League. Now, uh, full uh, disclosure right now. Spoiler alert. If you happen to be watching the Euro... Uh, that has taken place right now. Uh, Croatia and Spain, are, it may be the best uh, game so far in the entire tournament. Spain uh, get, <laughs> scoring on themselves to uh, end up down. Is it still 3-3? Spain. 
Spain, okay. Oh my goodness, they just scored, Bob. They just scored, okay. So for full spoiler alert here, Spain scored on themselves to go down one nothing. Then they scored three straight goals to go up three one. Then Croatia got two uh, in the final uh, four minutes, uh, whatever of uh, I guess the regular ninety minutes, and then in the extra six minutes of uh, uh, injury time to tie the game three three. Now they're playing the respective uh, extra fifteen minute halves, and Spain has gone ahead four three. Spain, as many of you know, uh, won the European Championship in two thousand and eight. They won the World Cup in two thousand ten. They won the World or the Euro again in two thousand twelve. And for many years part of their challenge was it could seemingly never get the great players from Real Madrid, specifically in Barcelona, to play as one internationally. They've got tremendous uh the talent, the depth, it's right up there with the Germans and the English obviously have uh, worked a lot on skill development and there's a lesson in this for Canada as well for hockey. France who play later today uh, in Belgium generally considered probably the two current best teams though Belgium has never uh, won a uh, significant uh, international tournament. France obviously the reigning uh, World Cup champion. So this has been a highly entertaining uh, game of football. In fact, it's uh, been higher scoring than what we've seen in some of the uh, NHL playoff games, which is a little bit concerning. So we got lots to get to on today's show. I heard that the uh, Eileen make reference to Mark Carney, who many believe is uh, being slotted as a long-term potential uh, leader for the Liberal Party may end up in a riding in Ottawa. Mark Kearney is uh, from these parts. He is an Oilers fan, uh, though I would say probably not necessarily philosophically aligned with many of you out there. Uh, that's just, just, just leave it at that. And I know we have several people to the left and some that are to the far left. Uh, Kearney ran uh, the Bank of Canada. And uh, and then uh, later the Bank of England. He's got some pretty interesting perspectives. Some might say he's a bit of a globalist. And uh, anyhow, I just uh, overhearing uh, Eileen's uh, newscast there. He's definitely a potential long-term star uh, candidate uh, for the Liberals at a federal level, but a big Edmonton Oilers fan as well. And, hey, we run the spectrum on the show. We've got people far to the left and people far to the right and libertarians and people somewhere in the middle and that's all good and we're gonna have lots of conversation and debate on uh, today's show all right let's get right to it you can reach us at any time in the river Cree resort and casino hotline 780-496-0063 the patio open uh to all ages at the river Cree from 11 a.m until 11 p.m you can watch uh, the game on the biggest screen in the city while enjoying daily drink specials and an upscale menu the river Cree resort and casino excitement banner and you can text us it's seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Update those old floors with one color engineered hardwood for two ninety nine a square foot. Head to AshleyFineFloors.com. Brendan Escott uh, helps produce this show with me. He is available at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer and our Twitter account for the show, which has close to thirty five or maybe more thirty five thousand uh, followers, is at Oilers now. And we love the interaction. And you don't always have to agree. That's all part of it. it comes with the territory. That's just the way it is. I mean, that's life, right? Like, uh, we had a vote on Friday that was really interesting with the city involving mass and a decision made by Council 7-6, and nobody wavered. And so we'll have, as of uh, Thursday, July 1st, the, the, there's no mass bylaw in place in the city of Edmonton. And this was after... Um, 
both the provincial and municipal health experts said that we didn't need the bylaw anymore. And we still had six individuals not listen to the science on that front, the actual scientists, the doctors. And they happened to be left of uh, many of them left of the political spectrum i found that very interesting because when people right to the political spectrum don't listen to science they get called idiots uh, but that kind of it was a pretty interesting little debate don iveson the former well he's soon to be the former mayor was one of those individuals who uh, voted to keep the mass bylaw in place and it was a close vote seven six but ultimately democracy prevailed to today's top story legacy heating and cooling get your ac today no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling hey we got game one of the stanley cup final we're going to go into the orders now audio vault for direct work we're supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Former Edmonton Oiler Luke Richardson is the interim interim uh, head coach of the Montreal Canadiens as Dominic Ducharme is in COVID protocol. And Richardson had these comments before game one today on the unique challenges that a deep Tampa Bay squad presents. Yeah, I think we've played uh, some offensive-minded teams and we've uh, handled it well. So obviously this is maybe even another step higher in that offensive uh, potency that they have. But, uh, you know, it's, it's another team in the NHL. So we're, we're just going to take the step, the next step, just like any other team would be at this stage and uh, concentrate on what we do well and obviously be very aware of what they do well and uh, alert on the ice at certain times with certain players and, uh, you know, focus right in on that. And uh, But really, you know, I think playing our game to the best of our ability will counter any team that we play right now. There you go. That's former Edmonton Oiler Luke Richardson, real good guy. Uh, Richardson was also asked about the Canadians' top four defensemen playing significant minutes. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure. You know, there's games that you know are, are really tight right to the end, where sometimes you have to maybe squeeze out some more out of uh, out of them, and and then there's games that'll go into overtime. So you you got to expect that. Uh, you know, in, in tight series and tight games. So uh, I'm confident that they're they're big, strong guys that can handle big minutes. And sometimes they even get in that groove and they play even better and more alert on the ice. That's just the way uh, the playoffs run. But, you know, every team has that, uh, you know, their top defensemen play a lot of minutes. And and uh, if you look around the league, it's usually a big, uh, guys that can handle that low, they can handle it physically. They're they have the endurance and the power. Uh, it's very unique. So when you have uh, one or two of those guys, it's great. We have four, so that's even better. There you go. That is former Edmonton Oilers, current Canadians interim coach Luke Richardson. As we're in the Oilers now, audio vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Spoiler alert, man! This game, uh, this game is going to take me all the way back to the 1982 World Cup. Uh, Spain has now scored twice in a span of four minutes in extra time, and they now lead Croatia by a score of 5-3. Some of you old schoolers or some of you soccer historians would recall West Germany and France in arguably one of the greatest games ever played in 1982 with also one of the hardest hits you'll have ever seen uh, when Schumacher came out and destroyed a Frenchman by the name of Batizan and knocked him the blank out cold on the pitch. On a uh, they popped the ball into Batizan and Schumacher just went right for the head and didn't even try. And in 1982, that was it wasn't even called a foul. 
it was not even called a foul. And the French went up 3-1 in extra time, and the West Germans came back and uh, ultimately uh, tied it and won it in a shootout, and Schumacher left the uh, – Left a little early a couple times, and I was a, it was a terrific game. Italy, by the way, won Paolo Rossi, uh, who won the Golden Boot in 1982, uh, leading the Italians to a World Cup championship. I know I communicated with Gene Principe. He was very happy that Italy uh, found a way to be victorious. What was on it? Was that on Saturday? It's all uh, – there's been so – it's been awesome, man. you got to love the Euro. It's great stuff. All right. So we got the, the Stanley Cup final. Brendan, I, I sent you a text on Saturday. Everybody else got back to us, uh, except you. So I'm going to put you on the spot here just to, uh, get into it on, uh, today's edition of, uh, oh, I, I see why you didn't get the request for music because, uh, it bounced back. Anyway, uh, Wait, Jack, you like how I pulled that off still, hey? Not yeah, bad, that's right? A nice turnaround. You get, <laughs> you, you've only, you've only uh, been, uh, producing slash off in about, uh, uh almost three years. Shows. Yeah, 1200 shows by now. You should be getting at it. <laughs> All right, so here's our updated results. Jack, Reed, and myself are at 8 and 6 in the playoffs, and Brendan and Cam are at 7 and 7. Uh, we've got one series left. Uh, we're all taking Tampa Bay. I got Tampa Bay in 5. Reed's got Tampa Bay in 6. Jack's got Tampa Bay in 7. Mooner's got Tampa Bay in 6. Brendan, the only way that you can tie us is if you pick the Canadians. Who are you taking? Okay, Montreal. and see, this I needed to process. I just needed to know for sure that I could go with Montreal in this, okay? And I'm going to take them in seven games because why not? Nobody else did. And I just, I don't know, there's something. I listen to the way that Luke Richardson talks. I listen to the way the calmness and the poise and the veterans on Montreal. It's eerie. And I'd be a little bit worried about that if I was Tampa Bay, despite all of their offensive powers. So I'll take I, Montreal, but it's going to take them seven. I would like nothing more than to see the Canadians win the Stanley Cup. But it'd be awesome, frankly, for Canada. To me, this isn't like Toronto winning. It's different when it's Montreal. Sorry. It's just the way I see it. Um, even Vancouver, 2011, tough team to cheer for. You know what? I would have preferred. I, I know, I've mentioned this before. It sounds sacrilegious in Edmonton, but I'm not an ABC guy. I'm not an anybody but Calgary guy. I would have rather seen Calgary win an 04 than Tampa. And, you know. Ottawa, yeah, I guess Mike Comrie was in, a, in Ottawa in 2007, wouldn't have minded. I think he was there at that time, wasn't he? Uh, anyhow, um, actually, come to think of it, I don't even know where he was then. Bottom line here is I, w- I, I would prefer seeing Montreal win. I think that it'd be a great story. Uh, it would also reinforce maybe that the Canadian division was a lot more competitive. I think they've done that already. Here's the problem for the Canadians for me. This is... The first, well, you know what, Connor Hellebuck going up against Carey Price, you'd say Connor Hellebuck was the Vezina Trophy winner of the year before, 950 save percentage. But Vasilevsky, to me, is uh, at minimum price is equal at this time. And I think the Lightning have got a deeper team offensively. So I think Tampa Bay is going to win it. I think the Canadians' luck's going to run out a bit. But I'd love to be wrong, and I'd love to hear from you on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. All right. This morning, because we are three weeks out, I decided to put a preemptive tweet out. This is these are my thoughts. I don't know what the Oilers are thinking in terms of the, just to establish that I'm not regurgitating something. In fact, if I disagreed with something, I just say it right to the individuals involved, and I haven't had any conversations with any of them for a while. Uh, but here is my projected protected list: seven, three, and one. The Oilers go, and it has not changed. McDavid, Drysaddle. RNH under the context that he, he'll be signed. And again, it's only 50-50 in their grinding. Pulyarvi Yamamoto, Cassian, 
and Archibald. And then I had Nurse, Larson assuming that he'd be signed, Bear, and then Stuart Skinner. Before I get to a rationale on a couple of them, we're going to bring Brendan Escott back into the show. Uh, are you going 4-4-1 four, four, and one, or you go 8-1 or are you going 7-3-1? and one? No, I went 7-3-1 and one as well. And uh, <laughs> this is silly because I made mine on Cap Friendly uh, last week during one of our shows, and it happens to be identical to yours. So I wanted to bring up and, and just make the case because I think the only alternative here, and I, I saw this echoed on Twitter by some of your uh, detractors, shall we say, this morning with Cassian in particular. Yep. Uh, I, to me, Benson is the only alternative for, for protection on that front. I think Kara at one point may have been, but uh, the way it stands right now, it's it's Cassian or or Benson and a toss up for me there. All right, so here's the deal: uh, when when we have an incredible fan base that's passionate and really knowledgeable, and we got a lot of people that run hardcore numbers. Uh, some people said, "Well, you you've just got to have a backdoor deal in place for Ryan Nugent Hopkins or Adam Larson." Here's the problem with that: if you do not have them on your protected list on July the seventeenth, the Seattle uh, Kraken have a three-day negotiation window between when the expansion list has to be in and when they draft. They have a three-day window with your UFA players. So let's just, and I've already mentioned, it's my belief that Seattle would have interest in Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So for all of the guys out there that are sitting there saying, well, they just got to have, you know, a backdoor deal. That's just the way it's got to work. That's all well and good, except what happens if and let's just assume the agent, and if, you know, most agents would have conversations with other league managers. That comes with the territory under a hypothetical. Hypothetically, if my client was to go become a UFA, where might, would you be interested in him? What might work? You know, what's the range? So all I'm going to say here is for the people that say, well, they just got to have, you know, they can, as an example on defense, they can, uh, they can protect Caleb Jones and then have a backdoor deal for Adam Larson. Whoa, 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 whoa. In that scenario, Seattle could negotiate a deal with Larson, and then after they make, and that would count as their expansion pick from Edmonton, then they could turn around and trade him to the Philadelphia Flyers. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Or conversely, in their three-day negotiation window, they could get Nugent Hopkins signed to a long-term deal to play in Seattle. And again, for the Nugent Hopkins detractors out there, allow me to be bold enough to suggest that Los Angeles, Anaheim, Columbus, Seattle all can make compelling cases for a need to have Nugent Hopkins and perhaps to deploy him in a scenario uh, that and pay him because they'd have cap flexibility that could make him very happy. Uh, there was rumors last week Philadelphia might be looking at a guy like Adam Larson, a right-shot guy that can defend. And the Oilers need a right-shot guy to defend. So that's those two players. That's, you know, that's why I think they, they need to be signed, theoretically. Okay? I don't, I don't put Mike Smith in the same category, only because Mike Smith's family's in Kelowna. Uh, you know, it's an hour flight into Edmonton. It makes sense to me at this stage that he's going to want to be on a pretty good team. He's not looking for a long-term deal, and there's going to be lots of goaltending options out there. I might even take it one step forward and say there's going to be lots of defense options out for Seattle as well. Not quite as much at forward. So maybe it's more of a Nugent Hopkins versus Larson thing. Now to Zach Cassian versus Tyler Benson. Um, I like Tyler Benson. 
I'd like to see him get an opportunity next fall, but he's unproven, and there's concern about the foot speed. It's that simple. And if you haven't been watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, you still need big physical guys that can skate, and Zach Cassian can do that. I wish Zach was deployed in the penalty kill. He isn't. I might, for me, I might want to try to re-engage him and get him involved in that again. But you got to block shots if you're on the penalty kill as a forward. He's making a lot of money for a guy that doesn't touch either of the two special teams, and I get that. But personally, I've had a couple different organizations from the Eastern Conference reach out about Cassie and say, well, you know, what's going on there? What happened? The guy did have 15 even-strength goals in back-to-back seasons. He can skate at an NHL level, and he provides a team with toughness. The Oilers are in a division that has both Vegas, a Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee-built team that's got size and toughness, and the Calgary Flames that has Brad Freeliving as a general manager that has a bit of a prioritization on that type of player. So personally, I might... Be, but I get, put it this way, for all of you out there that saying, Stoffer, you're wrong. They need to protect Benson over Cassian. I understand where you're coming from. My personal perspective is I might be inclined to stick with Cassian just because of the fact that you still need some of that juice in your lineup. So take it for what it's worth. It is 1226 in Edmonton. We are going to go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here's Brendan Escott. Well, game one of the cup final between Montreal and Tampa, live from Amelie Arena in Tampa tonight is on 6.30. Chad, uh, game time right after 6 o'clock, but Reed Wilkins back in action. He'll have a a half-hour face-off show for you and a half-hour of overtime open line following every one of these cup final games. Uh, tickets at Amelie Arena, they'll cost you about $310 US dollars. If you want to go to Game 3 at the Bell Centre, though, uh, you're looking at anywhere between about uh, 5700 and 30000 30, Thirty thousand dollars for tickets. So <clears throat> that's all, eh? Yeah, that's that's it. That's okay. like a, that's like one. That's like a weekend uh, bonus contract free, isn't it? Yeah. College tuition for some. Oh, yeah. The uh, Hockey Hall of Fame moving forward with its induction ceremony November 15th this year. Oilers legend uh, Kevin Lowe will be inducted along with Jerome McGinley, Marion Hossa, Kim St. Pierre, and Doug Wilson. Uh, This is the 2020 class. No 2021 class was named. Uh, Bruins forward David Pasternak announcing the death of his infant son today, Vigo Pasternak. He was only five days old. Um, uh, Better news, I suppose. Oil Kings home schedule is out. Check it out. WHL.ca slash schedule is where you can see it all. But 68 games, 34 at home, 34 on the road. It is only against Eastern Conference opponents this season. So expanding out of the Central Division to the Eastern Conference. And the Oilers did hire a U of A Golden Bears performance coach Joel Jackson as an assistant strength and conditioning coach. He'd been with the Bears and Pandas since 2012. Did a great job the last several years of the Golden Bears hockey program. Quickly into a text from Brad. He says, Bob, you keep saying there's four or five teams that would pay Nuge in the $6 million range, but, Bob, they're all bottom feeder teams. Why is the salary scale market for him on good or what is the salary scale market for him on good teams? If he wants to be on a losing team over an annual amount, 
that would be a rounding error on his existing investment portfolio. That says more about him and his desire to win than it does about the Oilers. From Brad, Brad, all I'm saying is there teams, there are teams that would be willing to spend, and things can change quickly in this league. Two years ago, when Ken Holland and Dave Tippett came in, how many people would have thought in back-to-back years the Oilers would have gone 12th and 11th in the regular season? Probably not a lot of people. That said, the major focus for a lot of the fans has been on the failure, and somewhat fairly, of the Oilers come playoff time and how you'd prove that team carrying forward. But things can change quickly for squads in a span of a couple years. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.